0: The Flowering Stigma brought to you by the CEU Microbiology Society, school year 2021
1: 2022. Hello and welcome to the fourth season of the Deflowering Stigma, a series of podcasts brought to you by the CEU Microbiology Society. In this season, our tagline
2: is Order Up. We're now serving microbes. Our discussion is going to be all about food and water-acquired diseases. So for today's episode, we will be discussing giardiasis. Again, we would like to welcome you
1: to our fourth season of the podcast. I am Gillian M. Ramos.
2: I am Julia Lim, And we will be your hosts for this season.
1: A new season also means a new guest speaker. We have here Sir Michael De Sella, who shall be the one to impart and bestow us the knowledge and information on food and water-acquired diseases all throughout the season. Hello, sir. Please do the honors, po, in introducing yourself to the listeners of our okay. podcast.
0: Okay. Uh, first of all, I'd like to extend my gratitude to the CEU Microbiology Society for inviting me as one of your guest speakers. It is truly an honor. And as well, I'd like to greet everyone a pleasant day. I hope you are all safe amidst these truly trying times. And a couple of things about myself, I'm currently working as well uh, at Central University School of Medical Technology. I am a lecturer at the School of Medical Technology, catering to medical technology students. And at the same time, I'm also working in a private laboratory in Subic where I also grew up, that is my province. But as of now, I am also Besides working in a laboratory and teaching at CEU, I also I teach I'm not actually in Cavite on my way to Cavite right now because I'm also a part-time teacher at the La Salle University Dasmariñas, Las Marinas, also catering to medical technology students. I hope in this podcast, uh, I'll be able to impart valuable information regarding our talk. So thank you and good day.
2: Thank you so much, sir. So today's episode is all about Giorgiasis. So sir, to start this podcast po, no, uh, what is the definition for of giardiasis?
0: Okay, in a sense, giardiasis is a type of parasitic infection. You know, it is an infection that is caused by a parasite. Particularly, it is caused by the microscopic parasite, lamblia. Sometimes it is called giardia duodenalis. You might hear that term, or giardia intestinalis. This parasite infects humans. You know? They infect humans as their host, through intake of contaminated food or water, and usually we have a particular route. We call this the FO or the fecal oral route. The fecal oral route is where an infected individual excretes a stool that is currently inhabited by this particular parasite. Now, and because of the lack of hygiene, improper hand washing, in any way possible, actually. The dirty hand of that infected individual, and sometimes that individual will handle another food to be eaten by another individual. And then that individual who will eat that food will then be infected of this parasitic infection. That is what we call the fecal oral round. So basically, it is a in a nutshell the lack of hygiene of those infected individuals, and of course, the choice of the non-infectant individuals on where they eat. Now, that's also a factor.
1: Sir, what is the process of the life cycle of the parasite?
0: Okay, the life cycle of parasites in general are quite different from each other. No, we have the nematodes, the trematodes, and the cestodes. But for this particular intestinal parasite, the cysts or eggs of Georgia lamblia, are the ones responsible for the transmission of charges. When that cyst or egg is ingested, the stomach acid activates the cyst. And then the cyst will eventually develop into the disease-causing tropezoid. Now there are two particular terms here, no? The cyst and the tropezoid. I will go in depth with that later on. It usually takes ingestion of only 10 cysts to cause an infection. Okay, 10 cysts is enough to cause an infection to a healthy individual. Usually when we talk about intestinal parasites, now there are two stages involved, just like what I mentioned earlier. In their life cycle, we have first the cystic stage and then second is the tropozoid stage. The parasite cannot reproduce on the cystic stage. Okay, That is the main difference. The main difference of the cyst stage and the trophozoite stage is that in the cystic stage, this is the dormant stage of the parasite. In this stage, the parasite cannot reproduce, cannot eat, cannot move. Okay. On the other hand, the trophozoid stage is where the parasite is motile. It is the stage where it feeds, its feeding stage, and where it can reproduce. Okay. In our case, specifically Georgia lamblia, this is a flagellated parasite, meaning it has a flagella, okay, which is a tail-like structure. That is responsible for its motility. So, parang winawa-gayway niya yung tail niya, okay, yung buntot niya, and with that, yung pagawa-gayway na yung pag-move ng kanyang flagella, it enables Georgia to move, okay, or to go up in particular spaces in the body and to be motile. Trophozoites are clinically important. Ito yung mga motile ha, trophozoites are the one that can move. Cysts are the one that cannot move. Trophozoites are of clinical importance. Not only because they causes the symptoms of giardiasis, but also because they produce the cyst. Okay, these trophozoites will then eventually produce the cyst that will exit the body of the infected host. Okay, in a sense, what happened is an individual uh, was contaminated. Okay, or ingested a food that is contaminated with the cyst of Giardia lamblia, and then. Inside the host, the cyst will uncoat itself, will open itself and form into a trophozoite. And then after that, this trophozoite will move in different places of the body. It will reproduce, it will eat, and then later on, it will excrete its own cyst. It will create its own cyst. This cyst now is the one that we usually see in the stool of infected individuals. So just like what I've mentioned, the trough is not only of clinical significance because it gives the symptoms of tergiasis, okay? It is the reason why the person is experiencing the symptoms of this infection, but also because the trophozoid produces the cyst that exits the body in the feces. And that cyst is the one responsible for others to get infected, okay? The one responsible for the spread of the infection. Now, going back, both cysts and trophozoids can be found in the feces. Okay, take note. Parehas sila, si cyst at saka si trough, nakikita sa stool or sa feces ng infected individual. This is usually what we refer to as the diagnostic stage. Okay? Usually, like what I've said kanina, I work in the laboratory. Usually, when a patient is positive for justice, okay, of this parasitic infection, we commonly see a cyst and a trough together. But more common is the cyst. Okay, mas nakikita namin ang cyst kaysa sa troph. Okay, but there are times na nakikita natin sila parehas. So this is called the diagnostic stage. Meaning, in this particular diagnostic tool, we call that DFA, no, or DFS, direct fecal smear. In this diagnostic tool, we are able to see or we are able to confirm that Georgia lamblia, this parasite, is present in the stool of this individual. Okay, that is a diagnostic stage. When when we say diagnostic stage, this is the stage of the infection wherein the causative agent of the disease or the pathogen is seen in a particular diagnostic tool that is supposed to be specific for that particular infection. Okay, that's the diagnostic stage. Now. Although both of them can be the cause of infection, take note, even if non-motile cysts, si cyst, it is, uh, even if motile si trophozoite and non-motile si cyst, both of them can cause the infection. But even if non-motile cysts pa si cyst, cystic stage, Giardia lamblia, siya pa din ang major cause na infection. Bakit? This is because the trophozoite or the motile stage yung gumagalaw it cannot live long outside of the body. Okay? So, even if both of them, the cyst or the trophozoite uh, and the trophozoite, can cause the infection, more often, it is the cyst that causes the infection. Because the trophozoite cannot live long. Okay? Hindi siya ng matagal outside of the human host. Therefore, it cannot spread the infection to others. Unlike the cyst. The cyst is composed of a compact exterior and can actually survive for several months. No, Several months in cold water. The infection occurs by the ingestion of cysts in contaminated water. Kaya nga, may mga nababasa tayong journal. No? Ako may na-encounter ng journal na in a pool, there's been an outbreak of gergesis. This is not because the source of the water for that pool is contaminated. But this is because one of the person or one person who went into the pool is infected. Okay? Yung mga reports, yung mga journals, yung mga case reports na babasa natin na may outbreak ng in a particular place, in a swimming pool, most likely, it is not because the water in the pool is contaminated, but because there is an individual who went into the pool that is infected. And people were able to you know, pag swimming pool tayo, tumatalon-talon, nagda-dive tayo, people in that pool were able to ingest the contaminated water. Okay? Because that is a unique characteristic of the cyst. The trophozoite cannot live long enough outside the human host. Pero si cyst, kaya niya mabuhay for several months, even in cold water. The infection occurs by the ingestion of cyst in contaminated water. Not just water, even the food or, just like what I've mentioned, the fecal oral route. Meaning, a food handler no, that is infected with Georgia Lamblia, a food handler that has ziragiasis, went to the restroom, he took a poop, but failed to wash his or her hands properly. After going to the restroom, akala niya na hugasan niya ng makakasong kamay niya, hindi pala. Nag-ayos siya ng french fries, nagbabad siya ng asin. No? Binabara niya ng asin yung french fries, Tapos nilamas-lamas na yung French fries, tapos sinerve sa mga customers. The customers, without knowledge, they do not know na-infected si, si food handler. Eh, sarap na sarap sa French fries, maalat-alat pa. no, Masaya pa sila kasi panalasaan nila na maalat. Halimbawa, no masaya sila kasi may panlasa sila. Di ba ngayon, usually, pag ang French fries, eh hindi maalat. Nakakatakot kasi one of the symptoms of coronavirus, of COVID-19, is ano, Nakawala ng sense of taste, no? Tuwan-tuwa sila kasi nalasaan nila yung asin. Not knowing that the French fries that they are eating actually has the cystic stage of Georgia Lamblia. Okay? That's the fecal oral. But hindi lang yun. Even fomites can be the source of infection. Meaning, any material that has been contaminated with the cyst of Georgia Lamblia. And this material is, again, introduced to another host, Okay? or is used by under host through, for example, common dito utensils. Na hawakan siya ng isang food handler, yung utensils mo, that is infected with Giardiasis. tapos ginamit mo. From the food handler's hand, may sis pala na naiwan. Hindi na huwagas na maayos yung kamay. Hinawakan mo yung utensil. Ginamit mo siya pang kain. That is a type of fomite contamination. Okay? So, pwedeng contaminated water, contaminated food, or the fecal oral route or by fomites. Okay. Now, after the cyst has been ingested, it will reside in the small intestine, okay, where existation will occur. Existation is the release of tropozoids. So yung cyst nag open up nag release tropozoid. Okay. And each cyst can produce up to two tropozoids in one existation. Afterwards, the tropozoids will multiply they will multiply by longitudinal binary fission. Okay? And they remain in the lumen of the proximal small intestine where they can be free. Okay? Or they can be attached to the mucosal lining. Because the trophozoite form of Georgia Lamblia has a ventral sucking disc. Meaning, they can attach cells in the mucosal lining of the small intestine. Or they can move freely. Okay? Depends sa mood nila, no? basically. And then, after that, encystation, will happen. Existation is the releasing of the troph. Encystation is the trophozoite forming again into a cyst. Okay, this occurs as the parasites transits towards the colon. Okay, encystation, just like what I mentioned, is the process of forming the cyst. This takes place usually in the colon to the rectum of an infected individual, and the feces are dehydrated or soon after the feces has been excreted the cyst is the stage found most commonly in non diarrheal feces because the cysts are infectious okay the cysts are infectious when passed in the stool or shortly afterward person to person transmission is possible animals by the way may also be infected with giardia or giardiasis in general however their importance as a reservoir is quite unclear past now
2: for the next, ano po natin, sir, although medyo napasadahan na po siya, how does uh, gerdiasis transmit to us humans?
0: Okay, just like what I mentioned earlier, there are multiple ways of how gerdiasis is transmitted. Pwedeng fecal oral route, pwedeng through contaminated food or contaminated water, or through fomites. No? Gerdiasis occurs where there is inadequate sanitation or improper sanitation, okay? Or inadequate treatment of drinking water. Chiragosis is also one of the causes of traveler's diarrhea, similar to Escherichia coli. That occurs during travel to what we call less developed countries. Meaning, their source of drinking water is a little bit more compromised, okay? Compared to other countries. Hindi siya masyado na-filter or nalilinis. The drinking water is not treated accurately or properly. Chargesis is also a common cause of outbreaks of diarrhea in daycare centers because of the high probability of the fecal oral contamination from children. No, the children, their families, and even the daycare center health workers are all at risk for the infection. In fact, children are three times more likely to develop chargesis than adults. Hikers exploring the backcountry areas who drink from contaminated freshwater lakes sometimes are also at risk for developing georgiasis, not knowing who used the water in that lake to wash his or her body, right? And individuals who practice anal or oral sex may also become infected. Sir, how is sex a possible way of transmission? So we can relate this with the fecal-oral route what basically happens is two individuals perform anal sex and then afterwards they will perform oral sex. So you can relate that to the fecal oral.
1: Sir, what are the causes of acquiring jardasis?
0: What are the causes of acquiring jargiasis? Uh, I think this was also mentioned earlier. Okay, we acquire jardasis mainly because of the lack of hygiene, improper or inaccurate treatment of water, not knowing how to wash our hands properly, not washing our hands before we eat, that we do not only put ourselves at risk, but also uh, those people who we serve food to. Okay, so I guess the first cause of is the common cause is the infected individual's lack of self-awareness that he or she is currently infected. Number two is the lack of hygiene of the people in a particular community that they may be prone to actually to any kind of outbreak if they have improper knowledge or lack of knowledge or lack of action on how to perform proper hygiene. And number three, improper or inaccurate treatment of water.
2: Sir, what about naman po if, what happens po when an individual acquires diargiasis. What are the effects of acquiring jardiasis,
0: Bob? Okay. The most common manifestation of jordiaces is diarrhea. No? Diarrhea, plain enough. Diarrhea and abdominal pain, particularly cramps. Okay? Abdominal cramps. However, diarrhea is not invariable. And it actually occurs in sixty to ninety percent of patients. Other manifestations can include bloating, nausea, either with or without vomiting, malice, and fatigue no, yung feeling mo lagi kang pagod that can also be rooted down to wala kang ganang pumain so your body does not get enough nutrients to function properly Fever, on the other hand, is unusual, okay? Unless siguro sobrang malala na yung infection, yung stage. The severity of the symptoms may vary greatly from mild or to no symptoms at all to severe symptoms. The stools may be foul-smelling. Ito, just like what I've said kanina, I've seen multiple stool samples in the laboratory that have Jarjalamblyasis and atrof in them, and they are really foul-smelling. No, Stools may be foul-smelling when Georgia interferes with the absorption of fat, okay? The reason for that foul smell is because the fats that we eat are not properly absorbed, okay? Because giardiasis interferes with that function. It's called malabsorption. The illness or the malabsorption may cause also loss of weight because same reason, it is not absorbed or the fat is not absorbed properly. Symptoms and signs of georgiasis do not begin for at least 7 days following infection but can occur as long as 3 or more weeks later. In most patients, actually, the illness is self-limiting and can only last 2 to 4 weeks. In many patients who are not treated, however, infection can last for several months to years even with continuing symptoms. Children with chronic infection may fail to thrive. Some patients recover from their gerdiasis with or without treatment, depending on body's immune system or immune response. How well does your immune system respond to the infection? But sometimes, the symptoms may continue. They may proceed without the particular pathogen or the parasite, in this case, living in the host. No, This is a condition referred to as post-infectious irritable bowel syndrome, the post-infectious IDS, wherein the patient still experiences discomfort even with the elimination of lamblia*. The cause of the continuing symptoms is actually not clear, but it may be due to the bacterial overgrowth of the small intestine.
1: Sir, how can we prevent the disease?
0: Okay, simply as what I've mentioned earlier, if you know the cause, it would be easy for you to identify how to prevent the disease how to prevent georgiasis. first and foremost very important proper hand hygiene know how to wash your hands properly okay and then number two awareness of the environment where you currently reside in or where you will be going to try to know kind in a bird's eye view how they're drinking water are treated okay know if the place is commonly involved in georgiasis or parasitic outbreaks so be aware of that and of course self-awareness it's like what I've mentioned if you are aware of the infection yourself, you can prevent the spread of infection to your families and your friends. Are
2: there any treatments for giardiasis?
0: Okay, for the treatment of no, I'm not a doctor. no, I am a medical technologist. But I have a small knowledge about the treatment because I usually hear this from the doctors at our laboratory. The most common treatment for gergiasis is actually metronidazole or flagell which is an anti-parasitic drug. It is usually given for 5 to 10 days. The efficacy rate is 75 to 100%, but it often causes gastrointestinal side effects such as nausea and a metallic taste, lasang bakal, as well as dizziness and headache. Despite its effectiveness though, the metrodinazole is not approved by the FDA in the US for treatment of tergases. However, trinidazole has replaced curazolidone as the FDA-approved drug for the treatment of giardiasis, with actually a whopping 90% success rate. It also can be given as a single dose and is actually well-tolerated as compared to the effects in the gastrointestinal efficiency of metronidazole, okay? It can be given as a single dose na kasi. Firozolidone and quinacrine are effective for treating giardiasis, but are no longer available for distribution in some areas for some reason. Albendazole and mebendazole are effective alternative agents of such. Occasionally, treatment fails to eradicate In such cases, the drug may be changed or a longer duration or a higher dose may be used. Combination therapy may also be of choice, may also be effective. For example, quinacrine and metronidazole taken together.
1: Thank you, Sir Michael, for imparting and bestowing us the knowledge about Jardasis. That is all for today's episode. Next week, our topic is about Hepatitis A. If
2: you would like to know more about this event and receive updates of our coming episodes, please like us on Facebook page, CEO Microbiology Society, and follow us on Instagram at CEUMS.
1: Thanks for listening, mga Micro, And always remember, may it be macro or micro, every single detail is worth focusing on.